Pretty standard game, hey? Pretty boring night, not sure what we'll talk about. Probably just a nice tight 15 and we'll get out of here. Ah, uh, holy hell, what a night for the Calgary Flames. What a day for the Calgary Flames. Uh, as they pick up a 4-3 win in overtime over the Stars of Dallas. Welcome to Game Over Calgary, everyone. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in. We will get to the news of the day, the Nikita Zadorov trade uh, coming up in segment two. Uh, so get your questions ready for that. It's going to seamlessly transition into uh, the press conference for segment three because I am such a professional. Uh, but yeah, we are going to, to cover the Zadorov conversation coming up there uh, in a little bit. Um, and we're going to break this game down. All of your questions, very much welcome um, in the chat throughout. If you have anything that's kind of off topic, then um, maybe save that for when I call for the press conference at the end. Um, but other than that, keep them rolling. It's uh, We had a guest lined up for tonight, uh, ended up not uh, necessarily being able to work out. Last second commitments are what they are. So uh, it's just the family tonight here on Game Over Calgary. But Ooh, boy, what a win for the Calgary Flames. And I know, I know, a lot of people are looking for rebuilds. Wins don't necessarily help rebuilds. This is one of those ones where it's like, I could give a fuck about tanking tonight, man. That was a blast. Like, do if they want to lose a bunch of those, that's fine. But uh, winning some of those sure is a whole lot of fun. And while a lot of these guys are here, you may as well win some of them. So that was a, a fun one. And really a well-deserved two points from the Calgary Flames as, as that one was winding down in the third period. And you have like, there, there's five minutes gone by, then 10 minutes gone by. It's like, man, Flames have been the better team throughout this whole game. Marchman gets that that um, the, the breakaway on a bit of a breakdown. Tanev races back uh, with more foot speed than I would give him credit for. Uh, comes in and makes a play. And jeez. All of a sudden, it's a penalty shot. Marchman with a freaking just laser beam. Just boom, right into uh, right into the net. And all of a sudden, it's like, how are they losing this game? They are soundly outplaying the Dallas Stars. And look, Dallas is a very good hockey team. Um, I don't think we saw peak Dallas Stars tonight. I don't think we can say, well, Stars are a cup contender. Flames kicked their ass. So uh, ergo, the Flames are a Stanley Cup contender. But that's a good hockey team. And the Flames are outplaying them. It's like, what does this team have to do? And then it looks like they get the play. Backlund and Huberto make a, a strong play on the wall. Puck comes back to Hannafin. He shoots. Backlund with a little bit of a drive-by tip. And this game is tied. And it's like, okay, this is... That this is where it's supposed to be. And they challenge it, and there was 0% of me that thought that was a hand pass, which meant I knew that it was going to come back, because I, watching the, the, the one, and it was referenced all over social media, watching the Forsberg one, where he does, like, the option toss on a, a college running play um, up the middle or over the net that, that, sets up a, um, that sets up a goal against the Flames, against the Predators, um, I didn't think that should be allowed, and it was, and it was like, this doesn't seem like it's anything, so it's probably gonna be something, and it ends up being a goal, uh, or ends up being a goal taken away from the Flames, it's like, fuck, that was, that was their chance, this is probably gonna be one of those, like, I, I, I had already written down on my, my show run for today, uh, Flames deserve better, and maybe they do, maybe they deserve better than, uh, not having to, than having to go to overtime, and having this be a, a three-point game, maybe they deserve better than that, but, they played their asses off in this game, and they deserved 100% of the two points that they get. And I just, it's, again, I know the direction that a lot of people want this team to go and all of that. But I, I think it is nice, especially when you do have some of the younger players in the lineup. It's nice when those types of efforts and those types of nights get rewarded, right? Like human beings do pretty well with positive reinforcement. And to go out there and just play their asses off and play the type of hockey and the type of game that we want to see this team play consistently to then get rewarded for that. In my opinion, that has to mean something. What going forward, I don't know if tonight changes the trajectory of the franchise going forward, but for, for everyone involved, and I think for Coach Huska as well, to have the, the players now starting to kind of play the style they want and to have it work, it just, I feel like that kind of shit means something. And so that this is a, a good night, I think, for the Calgary Flames. Um, and a good night for Flames defensemen. Um, Uyghur with the goal. Uh, just a quick aside. 
I I don't mind Greg Millen as much. I know anyone who is on any broadcast is going to be rather polarizing. Um, this may surprise you. There are people who don't like me. So like anyone on any broadcast is going to be rather polarizing. But um, I I don't mind Millen uh, as much as other people. I forgot where I was going. I don't mind Millen as much as some other people. He had a couple ones where um, that that Uyghur one. He's like, well, can't review that. I was like. I beg to differ. From the TV view, that looked every bit like this is going to be an offside review. And it wasn't by that much. And then on the, the overtime goal, it's like, well, don't uh, it could, could it have been a kicked in? Well, it's like, I don't know, man. His stick was in the goalie's glove. Like, that's probably going to get looked at. I, I think it should count, but it was there. So I, I, feel like, I feel like we're being really dismissive. So I think he kind of missed on a, a couple of pretty obvious potential review things tonight. But um, overall, like Uyghur, that was a really nice play at the blue line on the goal that counted. Hannafin, that was a perfect shot on the goal that didn't count. And it is too bad that Hannafin is probably definitely on his way out of Calgary because he is now starting to become the guy that I thought he could be. Like, I, I think that this is one of his best years as a Calgary Flame, just watching it. I'm, I'm sure there are numbers that would disprove me. But watching it on the ice, he has been fantastic. And the offensive upside that you guys probably listening all got sick of hearing me talk about last year, whether it was here or on the radio, talking about like, look, we have only scratched the surface on what these guys can do offensively. If you said that every time, or if you took a drink every time I said that, then I apologize for your drinking problem now because I, I was banging the drum for that and we're getting it now. And you are seeing the offensive potential of Noah Hannafin. And we are now starting to see what a fully unlocked Mackenzie Weger can look like. And so I think from a Flame standpoint tonight, there was a lot to be really positive about. And I think kind of bigger picture, I, I liked how the defense played tonight. Um, and that will lead into a bigger picture conversation coming up in segment two when we discuss the Nikita Zadorov trade. But I, I thought... This was a team that struggled to score goals last season. There's no question about that. And one way they could do that is have the defense be a little bit more active when it came to the offensive side of things. And that has absolutely paid off. And it did tonight with Uyghur getting the the, the opportunity there. Um, you have... You have Hannafin with the, um, the the shot that set up the goal that ended up not counting for reasons that remain unclear to me. But I, I just, I love how active this defense is on the, the, the offensive side of things. I love how aggressive they are. It is, um, it, it's been a really, really strong night for... Uh, for the the flame for the flames defenseman and a, a real strong year for uh for them as well um <laughs> Conrad Audie and me in the dome tonight 100% dubs um hello from the Cowboys parking lot oh well thank you yes hello from I assume most listeners should be watching from the, the Cowboys parking lot um it, it is peak viewing spots for for some of these but thank you for watching wherever you are watching tonight remember to like this video and subscribe to the channel uh, a couple other high notes from this one there was a lot of them right like if we could kind of just go through the roster and like the antithesis of the Grinch in uh, Jim Carrey's the Grinch where he just like runs through the phone book and says how much he hates everyone I feel like we could run through the roster tonight and talk about how much we liked everyone's game because that was it was that type of a night but once again the Kadri light, uh, Kadri night was just, um, what was just excellent. Oh, a couple people saying the stream stopped. That shouldn't have happened. I hope that, uh, everything is going all right now. Uh, it's working fine for me on, on my end. So I hope everything is going all right for everyone as well. But if there are, uh, other issues, uh, for people watching the stream tonight, let me know and I will try to fix it. Um, nothing looks weird on my end. So hopefully everything is going all right. But for those of you uh, who are still within the sound of my voice this evening, which may just be my wife and dog in the other room, but um, this was another really great night for the Kadri, Zeri, and... Um, oh, good, we're back now. All right, uh, really good night for the, the Kadri, Zeri, and uh, Pospisil line. Like, they were buzzing. I don't know if when Zari got benched, he went to NHL 2024 and tried all the fancy dangles that you can do. It's like, oh yeah, I could do that on a human. But man, 
My guy was looking out here, out here looking like Yarmir Yager tonight. Just like deke, deke, moving around, swimming everything. Just great chance after great chance after great chance after great chance. Um, he was excellent. Pospisil has another one of his, what's turning into uh, the vintage Pospisil move where he's driving hard to the net. And there was just a couple of times where it's little things, but in the first period, it didn't lead to any offensive chances really, but Zari and Pospisil were in there just like little fucking flies that were pestering the the stars enough to limit the breakout for for them and you, you saw later in the night how quick that Dallas Stars team can be in transition it was just like quick bing bang boom and then all of a sudden uh something named Harley is scoring a goal and the the stars are on the board it's like what the hell is going on so for Zari and Pospisil to to create that type of uh, an issue for a Stars team that's pretty good in transition was a, a really nice moment for them and I think overall another really strong performance like you can see the confidence that Zari is playing with and any concerns you had or we would have had about him being benched and what that would do for his confidence are just all the way gone now with how well he has played. Pospisil has been just absolute dynamite and they have found a way to get... I don't, I don't know if it's the best of Nazem Kadri, but if it's not, it's close to the best of Kadri out. And that has been, that, that's a huge thing for the Flames because um, tear down whatever is, um, Kadri's going to be here for a while. And same thing with a, um, same thing with Huberto. So you may as well get those guys going. And I think they have found a way to do that with Kadri. And I think that they're starting to get there with Huberto tonight. Um, having the, a strong play to set up a goal that ended up not counting. And then he gets the assist on the winner. Which, by the way, for, for those of us long-suffering the last couple of years, Flames people here, how nice was it to hear... Huberto to Kadri and they score. Like, just to, to hear that for a game winner against uh, one of the top teams in the league, it you, you, you would have liked to hear it a little bit more over the last little while, but goddamn was that nice to hear. It's just, this was a great night for the Flames in general. I, I, am, I, I am coming away from this night. I was entertained. I had a blast. This was, it, it was just, it was so much fun. Um, well, we'll get into a bit of the not so great, um, the power play now one for the last 34, it was better tonight. Um, and the, uh, specifically that first power play where they spent the entire two minutes. And then the second one that they end up getting set up a little bit late, Manjapani with a chance that goes over the net, the whole thing. And like, we've had a lot of conversations the last couple of days about bringing in, uh, Matt Coronado and maybe he'll help on the power play and yeah like I, I would probably rather Coronado than Ruzichka on power play too that's my personal belief um the issue is entries like the, the issue is not oh what kind of setups they're having or the, the talent on there or this that or the other thing they can't get set up uh, and you saw it when they actually get set up it's not Edmonton from last year or Washington from their heyday or Toronto when they load everything up with a NHL 2004 hero line, but it was good. Like they were pressuring, the crowd was bumping, the dome was going. Um, Audi was fighting people for trying to start the wave. Like it, 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 there was all of those things were happening, all of that 100% accurate. And um, I, I thought it looked fine. But then in the second one, they couldn't get set up and it wasn't fine. Like to me, it's very simple that this team needs to improve entries. And when they finally got the entry, it wasn't a bump back and four guys standing there picking their nose while someone else tries to drive in. Um, they tried that once and Zari got into the zone and then cut off by Miro Heiskanen, who just happens to be one of the best skating defensemen in the National Hockey League. So that's tough. But then the next go around, they actually had a few guys with momentum going toward the offensive zone. It was a quick pass to Zari. He gets the defense backing up a little bit, so he's able to do a nice little button hook. Quick pass back to, I think, Hannafin. Uh, that might not make sense, though. But to defenseman X, either Hannafin or Uyghur up top, and all of a sudden, look at that, you got a setup. So I think speed going into the offensive zone is going to be big for this group, but I do think that just in general, like it, it's not any type of play design, it's not type of any other thing that's anything other than get the fucking puck in the fucking zone. Like that's, that, that, that really is what this whole thing comes down to. That was a lot of unnecessary cursing and I apologize for nothing, but sorry anyway. Um, but that's it. Like that, to me, that, that it, it is... 99.9% .9 of this team's issue on the power play right now is they'll lose the faceoff, it gets sent down the ice, and then you may as well light the puck on fire for two minutes. So, um, but I, I thought it was better tonight. 
I did think Quiet Night for Lindholm. Um, that, that was something that was kind of noticed as it was going on. I was thinking about like different trades and stuff like that. Cause that's how th this season's going to go. And it's like, and then Lindholm, it's like, wait a minute. Have we heard from Lindholm at all this game? Like it, it was, it was quiet from, from that line. And so there are going to be nights like that. Dallas is a, a team that can do that to a team. So I, um, I don't think that this is anything to, to really be overly concerned about, but it, it was, I, I thought it was, this is going to sound weird. Thought it was noticeable how not noticeable Lindholm was tonight. So th those are just a, a few of the notes that I had coming off of this one. Uh, a couple of notes from the chat. Um, you guys are great. Uh, KQ's are a good game. Correct. Uh, Conrad here. Why is Igor running zone entries? That baffles my mind. Yeah, no, that one uh, that, that one wrinkles my brain as well a little bit. I I don't love that one. I, I, I think Sharon Govich is going to be fine as a player. That's not... That's not his strength. Now, I don't know whose strength it is, but like I said, when they came in with actual pace coming toward the line, I thought it worked perfectly. So if you can kind of, like the, <laughs> this is a reference that we, we can use on a Canadian one, but even then, I don't know how many people are going to get. If you want to do it like the waggle uh, in the CFL where you can time it up so a bunch of guys are getting to the line with some speed at the same time, that seems like it would help a little bit. So uh, there, just go watch the Montreal Alouettes and figure out how to run a power play. That's what it is. Uh, keep the things, uh, keep the chats coming um, in there because you guys are doing great right now. Uh, we apparently, a couple people had a, a stream hiccup, but we are back running. So subscribe to the, uh, the, the channel, like this video. And for those people who maybe had a hiccup before, uh, send that video out again. Let's share this video. Let's, let, let's spread the good word of how well the Calgary Flames play tonight. That stuff, um, the, the sharing of the videos, the liking it helps us grow. We are so close to a hundred thousand, uh, YouTube followers. We, we, we would, we would like to get there. So, um, it, it's a blast. I talking to people today about how much fun I have chatting with all of you guys talking flames. And it's much more fun when the games are fun, like it was last night. But I do feel like we're going to have more conversations like this. Um, as the Calgary Flames make a trade earlier in the day with Nikita Zadorov um, on his way to the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for a fifth round pick in the upcoming draft and a third round pick in uh, 2026. I will let you all stew on that for just one moment while I take a sip of this here water. All right, now that you've fully let all of that sink in, um, I I want to um, say this very clearly right off the bat. All of you listening to the chat, I love you dearly. I appreciate all of the support, whether it's here or other places that I talk. Um, and I think the world of all of you. I'm saying this because the reaction I saw on social media today is vastly different from how I feel about this trade. And I don't want what could be a little bit of a disagreement between you and I here to um, affect our, our relationship in any way. Because I this is all coming across uh, very sarcastically, but I um, I mean it. You guys are great. And I like I, I like that we can have fun chats on here. And a lot of times I feel like me and the chat are in agreement, but I am, I am way off on how people are viewing this trade. I think this is fine. Um, you, you guys have probably picked up the, the vibes here. I'm not headlining the, the Zadorov fan club by any stretch of imagination. I think he's fine. Like, I, I think he, he does some things on the ice where it's like, holy hell, this is one of the most talented human beings in the world. And then he does some things on the ice where it's like, man, I definitely would have seen that in the East Coast Hockey League. Like, he just, it, the, you ride that roller coaster with the big man. And it, it can get a little infuriating at times. And I don't value that necessarily. And so seeing some of the stuff out there today, in my opinion, Zadorov, and I know it was bothering me how much all the people on TV were echoing how I felt because like, ah, I, I don't always love it when uh, all of them agree. And then it, it sounds like I'm parroting company lines or anything like that. But Zadorov's a five, six defenseman. Like he, he is playing five, six on the Canucks. Like that, that's probably where he's going to, to, st to set up. And honestly, when Susie comes back, I don't know where he fits in. Like, I, I'm not saying he's going to be benched for 20 games at a time, but th this is not someone who is like absolutely stone cold lock, top four defenseman, great hockey team. He is a fine five, six, no problem with him as a fine six or five, six, but he's a five, six. Those guys get you roughly a third 
two fifth round pick. The fact that they got both a third and a fifth, I think is good business here by Craig Conroy. Like I just, I, I know we all love him and what we see the upside of this guy. But at the end of the day, he's a third pairing defenseman making close to $4 million in a league that is basically exclusively all just right up against the salary cap. So to come away from this with a third round pick, um, there are conditions on it that are attached to Blackhawks trade from like a day ago. Um, but it, it's, a, it's a fifth round pick, but it could be a good fifth round pick. But still, it's a fifth round pick. We're not going to argue that one. Well, it's, it's actually just like a, a, a fourth round pick. I'm not going to do that. But um, to, to get a, a fifth and then a third out of this one. And like that's to me, that is as good as you were going to do. I saw a lot of people saying um, it, it should have been at least a second round pick because of the amount of teams involved. And look, I, I was one of the ones too. I said like, I thought because there was um, going to be a bit of bargaining here for the services of Nikita Zadorov, maybe this would up the price a little bit. There is a limit to that though. You know, like if I went around and was like, hey, do you need this pen? People would be like, yeah, I need a pen. Yeah, I need a pen. Oh, okay. We got a bidding war. Um, I'll take 25 cents for this pen. Yeah, okay. I'll 25 cents. Uh, a couple people say 25 cents. Okay. If I ask for a dollar for this pen, everyone's telling me to go fuck myself. And so that's kind of it where it's like at some point, every team had a go screw yourself line on the, the Zadorov thing. Forced metaphor, but you followed me. Um, like, you could say, like, yeah, I, I think because of all the teams involved, the Flames should have been able to get a second-round pick out of it. Well, if you went to every team and said, hey, can we get a second, and every one of them said, no, and your response is, well, then you're not going to get them, I would imagine most teams probably went, okay. Like, that. that's basically it. Again, love Zadorov, love the contributions, love a lot of what the player can do. However, he ain't a top four on a, a good team, and he's not worth a second round pick. I just, I genuinely don't see it. I wish I was there with you on the, the, the flame should have got a second round pick thing for him. I'm just not there. The, the flames got a third and a fifth for a guy who was a fifth pairing defenseman on a team that sucked a year ago and a team that has bordered on sucked at times this season. It's just, it's not there to get a second round pick. Like you, you look at some of the players who were traded in deals for second round picks last year. Zadorov doesn't fit. He fits much more with the, the folks who were traded for third round picks um, coming up in, in this year's draft. So I just, I, I think this was a really solid job by Craig Conroy and, and Flames management on this one. Um, and I think the, the other part of it too, is not having to retain any of the salary. And I was, I was prepared for the flames to retain salary. Um, it's an expiring contract, so who cares, but you do only have three slots that you can do that with. And now you have moved out your least expensive of the, the, the contracts and got a third and a fifth for it. And now you still have three slots available where you can retain salary on Lindholm, Tanev and Hannafin. The, the ones that are actually your big ticket items that, that should be getting you a little bit more. I just, like, if you retained salary, could it have been a third and a fourth? Maybe. But I, I don't think we're building a Conroy statue out of that. I think instead now, you retain salary on uh, uh, Tanev to Toronto, and you don't, uh, this one doesn't necessarily pertain now, but a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about maybe Klingberg has to come back in that deal. Now you don't necessarily have to do that, and it's Lilligren plus whatever, right? I know I just said that wrong, I don't care. Um... I think now being able to retain on Tanev and Hannafin and Lindholm, and you can get creative again, uh, bringing up, I know the label that pays and all of that, but um, doing what Toronto did last year, where like you can retain on Lindholm, funnel him through somewhere else to retain some more as well, and then send him to whoever the fuck you want. Um, I, I think that that's just, that's the way that I, I think that this team is going to go about it. And I think that's the way that they're going to get those returns that this fan base so desperately desires. I, like you, would love to be sitting there watching the first round and having the Flames make one pick and then be like, oh boy, that's fun. Can't wait for the other two or three they get to pick. I would love that. It wasn't going to happen on Zadorov. Might happen on Tanev. Should happen on Hannafin. Probably will happen on Lindholm. Um... I, like it, it just, this, this was, that's why I, I wasn't scoffing at the idea of Tanev and Zadorov being a pair going to Vancouver or Toronto or name a team. Um, because you, you could throw in Zadorov as a bit more of a sweetener. And then all of a sudden you're adding a third and a fifth to prospect first round pick, blah, 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 blah. blah and it looks like a, a bit of a bigger haul. But I, I, 
I, I was seeing a lot of discourse today on social media about how bad this was from a flame standpoint. And I just, I could not disagree more. I, I think given the nature of everything going on around Zadorov, um, given the player and given the market, I, I think this was totally fair market value for, for Nikita Zadorov. We're not coming away, uh, away from this thinking, oh man, the, the flames absolutely just pulled the wool over the, the, the Canucks eyes on this one. <laughs> We're not thinking that. This is a good trade. It makes sense for the Canucks. Um, it wouldn't have been the one I would have targeted. I think I've made that clear. But I, I feel like it, it makes sense for Vancouver. And I think it's a fine trade for Calgary. So that is uh, the official stance of me on this one. Um, <laughs> Lauren from Game Over Toronto uh, with the Susie. Yes, no, any, any player who you can have the announcer say, Oh, well, they're not booing. They're saying Susie. Um, th those are always fine. I'm, I'm always... Um, I think of Susie and I think of Kaiser Soze from uh, that movie that I've definitely seen. I, I actually have. I'm just forgetting what it's called right now off the top of my head. But um, all right, let's go to the chat on this one. Um, we're going to go right from this into uh, the, the presser. So if you have thoughts on this one um, or if you have thoughts on anything with the Flames or I don't know, we, we did the Game Over Montreal one and they asked about the Lucha Mask. You guys can ask whatever you want. Um but we're going to get those here, but I'll get the, the Zadorov thoughts first. I'll let you know about sharing and subscribing and all of that. And then we'll full bore go into the press conference. Cool. Cool. Um, okay. Uh, you're fun too, Peter. That from Adam Firebear. Thank you, Adam uh, Firebear. Um, I believe you mean that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> lies. He never mentions us in his Twitch streams. Okay. He does. D Derek, I do all the time. Not, um, necessarily Derek, but I, I do mention you. Um, da, 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 da. Who ripped off who in this trade? I, like I said, I think it makes sense for both sides. I, I think that the Canucks, they, they get a depth defenseman that they so desperately desired and the Flames now have freed up a spot. I don't know if they necessarily envision, oh, well, thank God we freed up a spot for Jordan Osterley to play, but they, they whether it's Solovyov, uh, eventually when uh, Poirier is healthy, he'll come back and fill that spot. So both teams get what they, they wanted in this one. Uh, we will save that one for uh, the, the presser here. Da, da, da. Usual suspects. Thank you very much, Lauren. I knew, I knew that. Um, well, we'll get into my lack of movie watching at some point, but I, I have definitely seen that one. I'll miss Zaddy, that one coming from Conrad. I'll miss him too. Like, it, it was fun. Well, I, I don't think I'll miss him while watching Flames games. I'll miss him when you see a Canuck highlight and he goes end to end and does like a backflip over someone and scores. It's like, okay, that's, yeah, I, I'll miss those random bursts of what the hell from him. Th those were always fun. Um, but like watching this game tonight, there was, with all due respect, there was zero part of me that was like, oh man, you know what would have made this better? Zadorov. I, I wasn't there. But yes, we, we will miss uh, Big Daddy Zaddy. Um, now he is Van City Daddy Zaddy. Uh, Noah 55, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I'll give you a dollar for that pen. Man, big pens are the most overrated. I would I I would pay you a dollar to take this. These are... Bleh, bleh. It's a wonder that every thumbnail on here isn't me just looking like a complete idiot. Uh, Paul Singh. At first, I was disappointed with the return, but then I realized the trade was fine. Uh, people are overreacting way too much. That was fair. Uh, KQ, he was toxic. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the guy pretty openly said he didn't want to be around anymore. And while the Flames um, couldn't have just traded him that night, because that sets a really bad precedent, it, it became... I think he moved to the top of the priority list of get the hell out of here. Um, I, I think that kind of became pretty apparent. It's interesting they're going to play them now for the the first game. That, that's always fun. Um, <laughs> we always blow our second round pick. It's probably for the best. Zidorov is made of a crayon. Yeah, but like a good crayon. Um, Flames fans have overvalued Big Z because he was one of the guys that this city loves. Yes, and look, like every, everyone's going to have that, right? And Vancouver's probably going to love this dude. Um, but we've always had those guys, right? You know, like we, we've always had the, 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 and it's always been a type, right? Like that lunch pail guy, like Walker Dewar last year, right? Um, a, because you can make funny jokes with his name, but B, like you, you, you love him because like lunch pail goes in, goes crash, bang, boom, will punch people in the brain if you need him to. Um, and he'll do a couple of things offensively that make you go, Ooh, and that, that's that. So there is, there is always going to be that. But I will say this, 
you'll find another. There, there's plenty of other fish in the sea for, for all of us to fall in love with. Look at Martin Pospisil. He'll, he's like a freight train out there. Um, we're, we're all, we're all going to love him. Uh, Poirier, I've been told we're, we're going to be rather, rather fond of as well. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll have others. We'll be okay. Um, all right. We were going to get to the presser now, so you guys can ask away all of your questions in the chat. Um, we got 22 of you in there. Let's, uh, A, get the likes up. B, I appreciate y'all uh, being here. C, send this out. Let's uh, let's get a few more people in on the conversation, because uh, all of you agreed with me way too much. Um, so that was, um, that, that was not what I was anticipating. So let's get some more people in here and tell me how stupid I am. Um, but yes, like this video, subscribe to the channel. There is some great, great stuff on um, SDPN. We had an astronaut and a bare naked lady on the show the, the other day with the, the Game Over Toronto people. Um, that was absolutely wild. Like, I'm, uh, like, yeah, infinitely jealous that uh, Chris Hadfield and then dude from the bare naked ladies just popped onto a chat and uh, talked some hockey with the guys. But uh, the Game Over crew is unbelievable in our coverage of hockey across Canada. I learned something from literally every stream that, that we have. Um, Lauren, who's in our chat now, uh, I'm not just saying that because she's in our chat right now, uh, but one of the, the absolute like stars of this network for our Game Over Toronto. Uh, Liz out in Winnipeg is one of the smartest people I've ever heard talk about hockey. Um, Zach is... Uh, goddamn firecracker out in Edmonton, everyone out in Vancouver, like everyone around the network. I'm singling out some and I shouldn't be because everyone on this network is so talented and I know so much about the Canadian teams um, from listening to all of these. So what I'm saying is you should all be as smart as me and um, subscribe to the podcasts that you can catch all these on after, subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, like this video because I'm awesome. So now let's get into the presser, shall we? Uh, we will start with Lauren. Question... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to read that one. Um, what's the next move you'd like to see the Flames make? Small move for low picks or move biggies out for higher slash rookies? I think we have now, um, unless there's going to be like AJ Greer for a sixth or something like that. I think we have now reached the big ticket items of this fire sale that's going to be happening. Uh, pun 100% intended. Um, with, with the Flames, like the, the Zadorov one was always going to be the stocking stuffer and now we are going to get the like oh wow santa just came and there's a present as big as the tree underneath there and i need to know what that is um th those are going to be next so if i if i had a guess i would say tanev probably goes next um from a flame standpoint you're worried that he's going to dive face first into another hockey puck um, at one that's moving in particular. And so I, from a flame standpoint, it's kind of like, Hey, can we just get you somewhere so you can uh, do that in a playoff race? That would be great. Uh, I would imagine Tanev first. And I think Hannafin and Lindholm are probably going to be late February, early March deals. But yeah, I, I would say Lauren that the, the, the we are now into the, the, the high impact ones from a flame standpoint. And I think it's probably going to be, um, I think it's probably going to be a a situation where like they're, they're going to get high picks, but I think it's going to be a lot like the Toffoli trade where it's young player coming back as well. Like I, I think with a Toronto, um, Lilligren would 100% be in there from a, a flame standpoint and then pick X along with that. Like that's, that's the type of thing instead of, oh, the flames got six picks for this guy. It's going to be, that is a 20 something year old who could be good and he's going to go into the lineup. Um, Conrad, are you not reading my 100% relevant AJHL question? No, 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 I'm getting to it. Uh, Conrad said, um, oh, there's an actual AJHL question. I thought you were talking about the chirping of Gino. Yes. Um, uh, Gino, like I said, had a, a last second commitment come up. Um, so he could not make it this evening. Uh, but we, we are hoping that he will be here at some point this year for Conrad to chirp him about. But there is an AJHL question in here, uh, from Conrad. Is the Okotoks Oilers barn better now than, um, uh, that Kinger has removed all the press, bo press box glass? I, I haven't been in there since that glass is there. Uh, or since that glass has been removed, I think it will be better. Um, but probably just slightly, like the, j j just slightly. Like I, I, I only stick my head out the front window a little bit, but I don't think I could get to that side, but it does give a bit more maneuverability 
in there for sure. Um, it's certainly not the weirdest spot I've called games from, that's for sure. But yeah, no, that... Um, if they could have just kept the glass and removed the giant thing that's holding it in, uh, that would have been better. But uh, also uh, engineering Marvel, because I feel like that's pretty load-bearing. So anyway, that's um, fun AJHL. Uh, we love the AJHL here. Da, 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 da. <laughs> first game, first Zadorov game is against us. Does he score a hat trick? Oh, he's scoring. I don't know if it's a hat trick, uh, but he's 100% scoring. And uh, Michael Backlund's going to fight him. That's my prediction. <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine how much fun would that be if Zadorov dropped the gloves with just anybody um, on this squad? Like, call up Gallant from the AHL and have those two guys just fill each other in for a few seconds there. That would be great. Uh, Weston messaging in. Uh, Zari looked good again tonight. Much better than the past three. What do you think his ceiling is? I, I have said before, I, I think... Odds are he ends up as a like middle six scoring type of a player, but there like I, I think the ceiling is a top line winger, but one that is kind of carry a little bit. You know, like he he is one of your top three forwards, but he's definitely third. You know, like that that sort of a guy. Um, but I, I like I think like he's not like it, greater than Anson Carter with the Sedins, but something along those lines where it's like that this guy is good enough to be on a first line, but holy crap, those other two dudes. I, I think that, but I, I think more than likely he ends up as like just a, a solid second line player. That's where I would kind of pit him right now. Uh, would Zadorov have prevented Vans 4-1 dumping by Vegas right now? Uh, 100%, yes. Or he would have um, handed the puck over to Jack Eichel and it'd be 6-1 to right now. That's the type of point you're getting with, uh, with Zadorov. Um, man, that one's... I can't figure out Vegas, right? Like, I, I thought uh, the, I thought they were going to stomp the Flames, and they didn't. Um, and I was like, okay, we're not going to lose to the Oilers. And then tonight, it's like, well, I mean, maybe they're stumbling right now and scuffling against the Canucks. Oh, they're losing to Vancouver. I'm I'm going to quit trying to predict what, what Vegas is going to do. Or I'll just say they win all the time, and now the rest of the Pacific Division can catch up. Uh, presser question again from Adam. What will the Flames look like in two years? Uh, well, hopefully they'll look like a team that has a uh, blasty jersey, but with white. That's what I'm hoping for. But I, I think that this is going to be a team that honestly like, honestly and truthfully, as much as we talk about they're, they're going to blow this thing up, I don't think it's going to look wildly dissimilar to what you see now. Um, like, I think Zari will be there in a more prominent role. Coronado will definitely be there in a more prominent role. Um, uh, Poirier, I, I think will be one of the top defensemen. Like, I, I think you, you'll have a top four D instead of Hannafin, Tanev, Uyghur, and Anderson. It'll be Uyghur, Anderson, Poirier, and defenseman X. I don't know if I'd put Soloviov in there. Um, you'll have Wolf between the pipes probably in, uh, a, like, 55-45 split with Markstrom that draws criticism all the time. Um, but, like, Backlund's still probably going to be here. Coleman, I think, will probably be here. His contract, he's got three years left, right? So maybe by this time, two years from now, Coleman will be the one that the, the Flames are shopping a little bit. But, I, like, there, there, there aren't a ton of pieces that I, I think get moved away. I would be surprised if Dubé was still here. Um, but whether that's whatever is going on with the World Junior Team or... Um, just a, a trade. I, I would be surprised if he's here. I, I think you, you, we were talking about top liner Andrew Manjapani in a couple of years. Um, I mean, we're borderline there now, right? Um, and I, I think we're talking about like Kat, um, Zari and Pospisil in glowing terms still and Coronado stepping up. So like, I, I think you see a lot of the pieces on this team that are going to be here now with a couple of exceptions. Like I, I would say, I've brought his name up a couple times already, but Liljegren, um out in Toronto. I've said him his name three times, and I've said it differently all three times tonight. So, my bad. But um, like someone like that, I think there's a couple of other younger players that probably factor in. But I, I don't know. Like Huberto's still on the team, and Kadri is still on the team, and hopefully you've figured that out a, a little bit more than than they have right now. So um, I, I don't know if it's going to be like a, a real like giant blow it up like uh, Huberto's not here but for some reason like McDavid signed you know like I, I don't think it's going to be anything crazy like that I, I think there a lot of the moves this year are going to be the big ones of the rebuild and then you kind of piece around it after that um so yeah I, I don't know how well that answered your question but I, I at least said a lot of words uh John Moma or Joe Moma sorry took some serious puck luck for the Flames to to win this one it did and it didn't like it, it 
they, they did get lucky with um, a couple of things, but they also got wildly unlucky, I thought, on a review that shouldn't have gone not their way and ended up going Dallas's way. Like, I, I thought the Flames were the better team tonight. I, I don't think that, like, maybe the goals that they scored were a result of puck luck, um, but I, I thought they pretty soundly outplayed Dallas in this game. Um, oh, man, you guys are great. Uh, da, 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 da. Gilbert holding off throwing fists with Ben in the second show he has hockey sense and not give Dallas a spark in the second. Yeah, that's fair. Like, uh, I think a lot of people would be like, oh, we would trade Gilbert off for Ben at any point. But that this Dallas team doesn't seem like they need much of a spark to just get going, right? Like everything was going the Flames way. And then it's one quick pass down the ice. Marchman gets a, a penalty shot and he scores and you're losing, right? So that's uh, that's pretty solid uh, of them. So that's a heads up call by you there, Derek. How soon do we put Coronado back in going at 1.25 points a game with the Wranglers? Um, we had Paige Seward on a couple of streams ago. I would like that. There's a chunk of that, that I would go back and rewatch. Um, even though like a, a lot of the game stuff is obviously dated, but just go back and listen to some of that. She was saying like, it, it's it, it, like, he, he is playing well. There's still another level for him to get to, I think. And so because of that, I, I think he'll probably be with the, the, the American hockey league, for a little bit too. The, the thing is, like right now, I don't know where you put him in, right? Like, I, I don't want to call up Coronado and have him play eight minutes beside Greer. And that's that that's his lot in life. Like, I if we're calling him up, we want him to be playing in a, a top six role. And there just isn't that on this team right now. It, it's not like this team is playing so well that, oh, you couldn't possibly shake things up. But Zeri, um, Kadri, and Pospisil is working right now. Huberto, Backlund, and Coleman should have got a goal tonight. Um, and then, like, Lindholm, with, with, uh, like, you could put... Coronado with Manjapani and Lindholm, but Sharon Govich has been fine in that spot. Um, and then like the, the fourth line, you can do whatever, but like I just said, I, I don't want to put, I don't want to put Sharon Govich in a fourth line role. I don't want to put Coronado in a fourth line role. And so that means one of those guys has to be in the A. It may as well be Coronado. So I, I think you give it a while still. Let, let him go get a few more things figured out, um, get, get a few more reps at the professional level. And th there's going to be room on this team. The, trust me, there's going to be room. So um, I, I think he probably comes up after a trade would be, or if someone gets hurt, like if someone gets hurt, call him up tomorrow, right? Like that's, I have no problem with it. Um, but just as things stack right now, I think he's fine kind of marinating in the American Hockey League. Um, Lauren saying I'd be down to trade Lily. I'm just going to call him Lily from now on. So I, I don't, like <laughs> Dave. Uh, <laughs> uh, like that, that's the type of player that I, I think the Flames are going to be targeting, right? Like someone who has potential, like everyone can be excited about him. Um, we do tend to overvalue some Toronto people sometimes as, as Lauren pointed out in the chat this evening. But, um, I, <laughs> I, I do think that he would be a fine fit and the type of player that the Flames would kind of be going after right now. It's going to be those, hey, this guy might be good, might not be, but he's young, so we have time to figure it out, right? Like the the uh, better versions of Lassie Thompson type of uh, type of moves. Um, yes, I saw that. Yeah, the glass was removed today. Um, Conrad, what site gives me odds on any times at all fight for the next game? Um. I, I don't know if you can bet on any time fight. I've, I don't know if I've seen that one before. I'm sure you could somewhere or just, I don't know, find a guy on the street. Uh, we don't condone that. I'm kidding. That, that was for jokes only. If uh, the Flames move Lindholm, Tanev, and Hannafin, who as the Flames GM do you target first at the trade deadline? Um, I target like picks, all of your picks. Give me uh, picks is, is what I'm targeting. In terms of like, the, the type of players that I'm going for. Like, I, I've brought up Lily a couple of times. I think Hoaglander out in Vancouver is one that I would try to, to pry away from them if, if you're going to, to do that. Like, someone who has a, a bit of scoring upside there. Um, I, I'm sure there are others, but those are the two. Just because we've seen Toronto and Vancouver most recently. Those are the, the types of guys. Like, um, probably not a Josh Anderson at this point, And Montreal is not making that type of move. But, like, I do think... While it does kind of go run separate to 
we are trying to rebuild, but also can we make this team better a little bit? I would try to get Duclair in here. I, I think him and, and Huberto work, um, that they, they've worked in the past. And that is a piece that you're, you're just not going to be able to move Huberto out. So may as well bring in someone who works with him. That's, that, that's what I would, I would say with that. Um... <laughs> yeah, sorry. When going over the, uh, the, the what are the Flames going to look like in a couple of years? I forgot. Um, Celebrini is going to be centering um, with, with Manchapani and Sharon Govers and said that's uh, my apologies. Yes, I, I completely forgot about that one. Uh, there's got to be a disgruntled superstar out there we can get with Lindholm Tanev or Hannafin. I, I just, this isn't the NBA. Like, I, I just, uh, do you want Patrick Line in here? I don't. Um, do you want, like, just flip all those guys for Gaudreau and Lindholm and let's just try it over here. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think like off the top of my head, is there like, um, I, I would say like up to this year, like a byfield in, in LA, but he's actually starting to play like the dude they want him to be, but it, it's those types of guys. Like it's not going to be line a or Gaudreau or anyone like that. It's going to be, uh, this draft pick might've hit, but doesn't seem like he's hitting. So let you try it. I, I think that's going to be a bit more what it would look like. Uh, what Leafs prospect are you most interested in? They are pushing Mitten in the rumors because he played with Coronado. I think if you can get uh, Nyes or Easton Cowan, that would be far better. I, Nyes is probably pushing that a bit too far. Um, I think they think the world of that dude. Um, I, I think Nyes, that one, uh, you'd have to eat like all of the salary. And you're you're getting, at that point, I don't think you're getting much of a pick back if you're doing that. So you, you are kind of accepting um, that you're going like full in on that side of it. And even then, I, I don't know if a, a nice, like, I, I don't think he's untouchable in Toronto. Um, I mean, if we're looking disgruntled stars and we're looking at Toronto, I, I would take Nylander yesterday and just figure out the other of the stuff later. Like, you know, bring him home, right? Bring him back to Calgary. Um, you know what? For, for Hannafin and Tanev. Yeah, there you go. Take him and, and we'll take Nylander and all will be fine. Uh, why was Pospisil benched in the third period for Dubé, Peter? I don't know. Um, <laughs> in part, they didn't ask me. Um, so I, I would have told them not to do that. I didn't see one thing Dubé did tonight that, that required that. Um, so if anyone has seen something from um, from the, the presser tonight that, that you could send in the chat, I haven't seen it. But um, that, that surprises me greatly because I thought Pospisil was fine in this game. I, I didn't... I didn't think he was lacking, and I didn't think anything that the Flames needed to do in this night could only have been accomplished with more Dylan Dubé. So that's, um, like I said before, he's another one who I would I would get out of here probably as soon as possible. But that's that's just me. Uh, Leafs won't have any money after they dump that truck of money for Neilander on Neilander's lawn. That's fair. That's going to be an interesting salary cap thing coming up next year. Um. Just able to jump in this J-Rock. I'm a Blues fan, but I'm mad that the Flames beat the Stars and there are less than 30 people watching. Sigh. If the Flames go on a run of solid wins before Christmas, does that change the entire direction of the Flames for next year? Um, no, I don't think so. I, like, the only thing that is changing it is if those guys say, yeah, I'll resign here. And I just don't, A, I don't think the... The, the dollar amount is going to make sense for the Flames to do that. And I think Calgary is pretty committed right now to, to this change of direction. So, like, A, this is a real tough stretch of games that they have to play. And so the odds of them going on a real run are a bit out there. Although, they're, like, they're off to a great start with it. But I, I just, unless they win, like, 14 in a row or, like, like, like 12 of 14 and are in a top three spot in the Pacific uh, or a top two spot in the Pacific, and even then, I don't, I just, I think that this is an organization that kind of sees how things have been going over, excuse me, the last couple of years and just need to, need to move on. Um, I do think it maybe puts a bit more of a focus on players who can, can trying to get players back who can contribute more effectively now than just the, the, the role of the dice guys that I've been talking about um, throughout this. Like, I, I think maybe it elevates the type of players that they're looking for a little bit more, but I um I, I don't think that it means they bring Lindholm back. I don't think it means they bring Hannafin back, and I I don't. The the one that I think has the best chance of coming back is Tanev, but that that guy is an absolute warrior diving in front of anything. I don't think he wants to be risking the chance of losing his last front tooth for a team that's gonna finish as the second wild card team and get their brains caved in by Vegas or Colorado in the first round. I, I just 
Um, it, it would be great to have him around to, to help mentor a Poirier or uh, whoever they get in whatever trade. Um, like that, that would be perfect. But the, the man deserves to be playing for a championship with, with everything that he's done. But he would be the one who has, I think, the best chance of sticking around. Um, does Calgary ownership allow management to trade these UFAs if they were in a wild card or a playoff spot? Well, they're right around one now. Um, I, I think with this win, they're in one, right? So, um, that is the, the million dollar question in all of this, um, is how willing is ownership to, to do a full rebuild? And I have said before, not. That's why, like, I, I think tonight's is the last one that you're going to see of trades that is just draft pick, draft pick. Um, I think it's going to be draft pick player. That's my personal thought on it. And so I, I think that it's probably going to be sold to ownership as a, these guys aren't going to sign here. So let's get something back for them and guys who can somewhat can contribute. And oh, would you look at that? They just happen to be 24. Like it's going to be the, the young ones like that. Uh, and Vegas just dominated the Canucks. That from Joey Drummer. Yeah, you, uh, we're, we're all devastated here. Crushed. Um, although hopefully now this doesn't inspire Vancouver for the game coming up on Saturday. Uh, from Lauren, from Game Over Toronto. Between Nyes, Minton, and Cowan, I'm only willing to discuss trading Minton. Uh, we need Nyes, and we, have, we haven't had a player like Cowan in so long. Yeah, I... I would imagine um, Nyes, for what the Flames are potentially giving up, unless there is everything retained and you're basically getting him for free, um, I, I would imagine Nyes is probably off the table. Um, maybe Minton um, works, but at that point, it's like Minton plus plus to, to me from a, a Flame standpoint. So that's that's what I'm... That, that, that's my official stance on the, the Leafs prospects. I, I would be... I would be thoroughly shocked and remarkably um, surprised and very excited if um, if Nias was one of the ones coming back to, to Calgary. Um, you don't think Cowan is on the table for Tanev plus Hannafin? If the Flames want no picks, Minton and Cowan would be a solid package. Um, and now uh, Lauren's in there uh, debating this as well. Um, just for those of you not keeping track or on the podcast tomorrow, um, I love Cowan so much. He's playing on the London Knights and he... Um, he's so, I'm assuming that's supposed to be good, uh, but he's so goose is also a fun way of describing a human being. Uh, Derek Grant, hashtag young guns 2.0. It's going to be better than that. All right. Um, Val, Val is not walking through that door. Okay. Uh, you guys are great. I am loving all the, um, all the chats in here tonight. This has been a ton of fun. I just realized now we've got like 50 minutes and it's felt like five. Um, hopefully it's felt like that for you guys as well. But I do think, oh, Kadri saying, um, the chirping was a lot tonight. All right, fair enough. Um, I, I would, it, it kind of see Dallas seems like that type, right? Like they seem with Ben, um, and those dudes, like it, it seems like the, the chirping would be at an all time high. So maybe Pospisil was running red and they just needed to, to get that guy, out of there before his head exploded and he just like started whacking people. Um, all right. We're going to, uh, to cut it off here. You guys have been phenomenal. Thank you all so much. If you were tuning in late, um, you can watch the, the replay whenever it's up on, uh, YouTube for forever. Uh, we also put these out as podcasts once the shows are done. So I have to go do that, but, uh, listen to these the, the next day. Again, thank you all so much. I have had an absolute blast. Yeah, Lauren, it's like one in the morning. Um, I, I appreciate you, you hanging out though. But uh, yes, thank you. Good night. Um, and to the rest of you, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I am at Primetime Klein. I will be back with you on Saturday night as the Flames take on uh, Nikita Zadorov and the Vancouver Canucks. It is another head-to-head, -head, I believe. Um, I'm going to have uh, Sam with me, which I'm extremely excited about. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You guys should tune in, subscribe to the channel, like the video, and I will talk to all of you coming up this weekend. Have a good day, everybody. Yeah!